0: Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Now, uh, this one involves uh, seizures. Legal. This one involves a seizure of property and money uh, resulting in an arrest of drug charges and convictions, actually, in one case. It's in uh, Delaware, Dover, Delaware. And a Dover man who was acquitted of drug charges, convicted on weapons offenses, was denied in his attempt to regain $13,500, seized during a search warrant at his home. And Jeffrey Crippen, according to the court, was not entitled to three bundles of cash that the Dover police picked up due to lack of documentation and proof the money was legitimately earned. Now... That's an interesting case because that's his money. And they're saying that those monies may have been illegally gotten, but he has to prove that it was legitimate. So the presumption goes to him. Now, he testified that the money he received uh, years earlier through work and personal loans, but he couldn't document uh, a supposed $5,000 personal loan that he received. Uh, nor a business that it was intended for, and uh, there was no evidence to support an alleged second $5,000 personal loan. So the bottom line is that uh, the court said he's ha- he has to prove it. He didn't prove it. And so, therefore, they uh, simply said, hey, you're done. And this is a case uh, a similar to uh, a case that I was involved in very early in my career, someone I knew was going to Brazil, was $76,000 in cash, and it was for a charity. It was for a charity in the Amazon uh, that was run by an American sister, uh, sister in the sense of the religious sister, and uh, the inflation rate was so high in Brazil at that time that American dollars were effectively 10 to 1. If you went down with American dollars, you could buy 10 times as much Equipment and foodstuffs as you could with, uh, at that point, it was the cruzero. And so my friend is walking onto the airplane drunk. And uh, they pick her up and arrest her for not declaring the money. You can take as much money as you want in cash. You simply have to declare it. You have to tell the authorities leaving This is the amount of money I'm taking. They got her on not declaring the money. And so she was actually convicted, incidentally, of not declaring the money. Still hers. Still legitimately went down to uh, Brazil. It was going to the charity. She could prove all of that out of donations. So she was convicted, and uh, the judge was so angry that that the prosecution even brought it. Uh, to trial. He gave her instant uh, probation, summary probation, and screamed at the prosecutor, I'll never forget, asking, why did you bring this to trial? And the prosecutor wouldn't drop it, and they couldn't defend it. The judge was yelling, and he asked the question, and they couldn't, they could not even come up with an answer. And during the case, they had taken the $76,000 and put it in plastic, this sort of plastic container where you can see it, pockets of a plastic container. And uh, so uh, they're uh, going to hand the money to the jury to look at it as evidence. And the judge yelled and said, everybody knows what a dollar bill like looks like. Sit down, counsel. I mean, that was one angry judge. But the point is, they took the money. She had to petition Was able to prove the money was hers and they still kept 15% as a civil fine for, quote, the administration of dealing with the money. $10,000. So uh, the charity got screwed out of $10,000. All right, let's go ahead and take some phone calls. Welcome to Handle on the Law. You there? I'm here. Okay, what can I do for you?
1: I have a deed in putting my property, my father's property into a living trust. Does that have to be recorded to be valid?
0: Yep, because you're transferring okay. the property and uh, it is, you're talking about the title. Uh, the title of the property absolutely has to be recorded. It's a written instrument. Otherwise, it's not a valid transfer.
1: Okay, does that have to be recorded before death?
0: Yeah, but why wouldn't you record it anyway? If it's going into the trust,
1: why? Exactly, i was just curious.
0: Yeah, I mean, b- um, before, it has to be recorded before death, which means you have to time your death.
1: Uh, my concern was Prop, Prop 13 transfer to, I believe that's, that was one of our concerns.
0: Uh, Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if Prop 13 uh, is, as a matter of fact, I don't think a trust is affected by uh, Prop 13, especially if it's a revocable trust uh, that is owned and controlled by the trustor, the same person. But again, it's hilarious when you say it has to be recorded before death, because that implies uh, that, what do you want to do, record it 10 minutes before death? And what happens if someone someone gets hit by a truck? Hang on a minute. Uh, I want to record this before uh, the truck runs me over. So the quick answer is uh, yes.
2: Hello, David. David, yes, sir. So my uh, wife and I were in a lease uh, lease agreement. All of us on the lease, my wife and I, with two roommates. Um, We, my our our roommates, end up not paying the uh, last month's rent as well as the. Um, move out, overturn fees about over two about two thousand twenty one hundred dollars. We're taking them to small claims court. Um, this is about a year ago, and we're just wondering if we're going to be able to get our money back.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm sure you're going to get a judgment, uh, especially if you have all your ducks lined up. And even if, well, I have to tell you, if you yeah, don't have, we, if you don't have a written agreement with them, uh, then it gets a little bit bizarre because uh, are they responsible for any of the deposit? No. Uh, are they responsible for the last month's rent? No. Uh, if there's no written agreement, it's a month to month, and I mean theoretically they have to give you notice. But
2: uh, uh, you know, this is I mean, a, yeah, this is a this is a formal lease agreement with the Irvine Company. Okay, so, uh, but wait a second, and the yeah.
0: and the roommates are on it, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you yeah, absolutely then you, then you have them uh, pursuant to the terms of the lease. Okay, uh, so uh, that helps, and we should have started with that conversation. And then
2: there's the, does the time matter? It's about a year ago. We've just been that doesn't since, matter you know, less than crazy. But, yeah, that doesn't matter. Okay.
0: Statute is not told at all. Statute is not run. Uh and so you're okay on that. And then the issue is uh once you get a judgment, how do you get your money back? And that is a whole yeah. different issue. Now we're talking about a collection issue and normally people yeah. under those circumstances don't just roll over and write checks.
2: So right. you have yes, to you, they don't they well they're obviously not the type of people to have that money.
0: Well, and that um, may be, so but right. you also want to let them know uh, your credit is ruined. Just saying, hey, uh, you know, for 600 or 700 or 1,000 bucks, guys, uh, your credit is going to be shot for 10 years. And if that's worth it to you, and when you have a judgment on your record, good luck getting a car, good luck getting credit, good luck getting credit cards. So, you know, is it worth it for you? Or uh, you cut a deal. This is you talking to them. Or you cut a deal. And if they can't afford it right now, you let them pay 100 bucks a month.
2: Right. So you get your money back. Right. So, no, 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 this is, this is, this is, yeah, we tried negotiating. This is, uh.
0: All right. But have you, you, but have,
2: unfortunately. Right. Have you, uh, but
0: have you used the threat of uh, their credit being shot?
2: Yeah, we have.
0: Then there's nothing you can do. What you can do is yeah. simply get the judgment, file an abstract, make sure that uh, there's an abstract of judgment so it's on the record, uh, and then let the credit card companies know or let the uh, credit reporting agencies know uh, that there are a bunch of flakes and there's a judgment against them. Yep. And that is very, very tough. Uh, judgment is almost worse than anything else. But uh, good. If they want to destroy themselves, hey, that's uh, their problem. Leah. Hello, Leah. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
3: Hello. My question is, my parents are California residents, and they created a trust 20 years ago. Do they have to renew it? Does it expire no, or no,
4: no?
0: No. trust stay there forever. Uh, the only issue is uh, is the property. Has the property been transferred into the trust? Does the trust own the property? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. It can go on forever. They don't have to change it up. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, there's no statute or nothing that has to be renewed judgments for example have to be renewed you get a judgment for 10 years and if you want to have it go for another 10 years as california then you actually have to renew uh the judgment also your driver's license probably have to be renewed uh what else has to be renewed marriage vows no Anybody who's crazy that does marriage vows again. So I think you're out of your mind uh, to redo your marriage vows. I've never understood that. The only thing that's worth redoing again is a divorce just to commemorate the first divorce. That's worthwhile. This is Handle on the Law. Yeah, and uh, welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk, Bill Handel. Saturday morning, and welcome to Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice when I tell you you have absolutely no case. All right, Andrea. Hello, Andrea. Hello.
2: Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? My...
5: Okay, a few years ago, my father passed away, uh, leaving a significant amount of money to his wife at the time with the family trust naming his children as beneficiaries. Uh, I thought it was irrevocable, but I'm understanding it may be revocable trust.
3: Um, subsequently well, that doesn't, by the way, on... just real
0: quickly, that doesn't matter because uh, once you're dead, a trust does become irrevocable. Just, just, okay. yeah, just, for, just, 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 just to put it on the line there. All right. So he, uh, here's where I'm confused and we have to take this from the beginning. He has a trust, and he leaves the money to his wife, but also leaves money to his kids. So all three of them were beneficiaries. Uh, Do I have that right?
5: Well, yes, but he was married, so doesn't all the funds—she was named in the trust as well.
0: Yeah, it depends on whether it's his property, he can leave it to whoever he wants, and if it's community property, she owns half of it no matter what. All he can do is leave his half to whoever he wants.
5: Okay, so the kids are named as beneficiaries. Okay. So um, a small amount was dispersed, but we're still named as beneficiaries on the assets remaining upon her death. But subsequently, she's gone dark on the kids, all but her previous uh, marriage's stepdaughter. Uh, then she, we got a letter stating that she changed trustees and then has subsequently married this new trustee attorney. So my question, aren't those named in the original trust to be sent a copy of the
0: trust with an annual all right. accounting? All right. Whole, it, it, well, here's my confusion, all right, uh, okay. that if, uh, if the trust still is in effect where the beneficiaries are there for a period of time, some trusts go on for 40 years, 50 years, and it depends. So I'm confused. The wife received her amount of money. The trust is still the same, but a new trustee was well, was named. Who was the original trustee?
5: An attorney friend of my father's.
0: Okay, and the attorney friend of your father's simply gave up being the trustee? Yeah, well, there are a whole bunch of
5: backstories. But it doesn't matter. But it doesn't
0: matter. If it was a legal transfer of a trustee, if the first trustee legally gives up uh, the trusteeship, and transfers it to someone, or under the or, or under the terms of the trust, it, it, maybe there's a subsequent trustee, uh, maybe there's a successor trustee. I mean, whatever term that they're going to use, then it's uh, if, if the attorney who married uh, the uh, the child uh, or the sister is a legitimate trustee, you can't fight that. Whether married or not, well, doesn't he, matter. He,
5: well, he. He, the attorney that was the trustee for my father's trust and her trust, the family trust, in which we were named beneficiaries, then got, she changed trustees to an attorney here in California Who and cha- married him.
0: Who changed the, the trustee? The original trustee changed the, the uh, terms of the trust? Uh, the well, okay. trustee meaning? All right. I'm, yeah, I can't go on with this. I get too confused with this stuff i really do i mean everybody just we bounce all over the place sorry about that or actually i'm not sorry about that but you have to understand that i have no patience enrique welcome to handle on the law go ahead
1: thank you yeah i have a question uh there is a case going on garcia versus dynamics uh border transportation this is about truck drivers last october was a Oh, uh, the law just uh, trying to become. Um, it hasn't been determined they uh, independent contractors oh, or yeah. employees. Yeah, of that's going.
0: Business. Yeah, that's going on with uh, the the entire gig economy, Lyft, Uber, truck drivers. I mean, across the right. board. All right. So, what's your question, Enrique? My,
1: well, my my friend just got uh, uh, like you know red because uh, he just settled a case about the same thing. Uh, he paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, to these lawyers, I don't know. the Question is, if we can go after these guys, and then how can we stop? You know, the next uh, okay. so many uh, well, hundreds of workers. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. Well, I'm a little confused. Doing, Your friend had to pay two hundred and fifty thousand, or he got two hundred and
1: fifty thousand. He already paid. They already they already settled. Oh, the, okay,
0: so he received. So matter. he he received two hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
1: No, he got screwed. He paid the truck driver. He, I don't. To, quite, the, to the lawyers, actually, he probably got a dollar, and the, and the lawyers got everybody everything. You know? Okay,
0: and he was taking it to court as an individual and spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
1: He was yes, uh, actually, his company, right? They sued his company. Okay, so his and com- he ended up paying oh. that much.
0: Okay, so he sued his company, uh, asking to be an employee. They uh, they treated him as a ten ninety nine independent contractor, and he lost the case and. Uh, it had to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to lawyers.
1: Right. Well, wow. They never. They never bottled the case. Yeah, they, they actually just they just settled the case without even going to court. The lawyers got really smart and then they settled outside the court. All right. So how did they, they never got to the judge?
0: Why did he agree to pay them two hundred fifty thousand dollars?
1: Because he's not smart enough. You know? Right. He never, exactly. He never actually, all right. So all right. So yeah. we've
0: ascertained that he's a moron. Okay. That's good. So what is what is your question?
1: How can we protect this guy? Because uh, there's uh, a few, uh, probably a couple of maybe thirty. so, more drivers that want to oh, do the okay. same, so, All right, char- all
0: do right Enrique, thing. no, no, no. They don't get a lawyer. It's already in the works. The legislature is dealing with this already to determine whether or not there is uh, what's going on with that. So the courts are dealing it with it. The legislature is dealing with it. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing he can do or you can do. It's already in the works. An individual lawsuit isn't going to do anything because it's already going up. So uh, the only thing we have out of this is he's $250,000 poorer and obviously a complete moron. If I have that correctly, if I just don't quite understand uh, exactly what happened, I don't understand why anybody would do that. I don't understand on an individual basis, uh, you know, it's class action. uh, So that's what makes sense to me. But uh, we'll see. This is handle on the law. Can you hear the KFI AM six forty. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you have absolutely no case. All right, Samantha. Hi, Samantha.
3: Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Was wondering, is it possible to, uh, as a constituent for a city, to file a, a type of litigation with along with other constituents against? Um, a mayor, council members, etc., for um, making a decision prior to um, the uh, voting issue coming before our chambers, um, and 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 it especially it goes against the rights of the constituency. Per, per okay, protection so all for right, children.
0: Okay, hang on, hang on. Let's start from the beginning. The mayor made a decision prior to a vote uh, that you disagree with. That you say you say harm children. Is that correct?
3: In regards to homelessness shelters, yes, sir.
0: Okay, so uh, what decision did he make uh, that was prior to the city council voting?
3: The main decision was to even make a decision to listen and um, already be in poss- uh, potential negotiations, maybe a lease agreement, 20-year lease agreement. With a building site location, all right. That so is he to all right.
0: So he made that decision, and it takes the city council uh, a vote of the city council. And so, assuming he made that decision, why would that be valid if uh, it was taken before a vote of the council? That's
3: what that's what we're trying to inquire. Okay. Did
0: the council? Did, did the council? Vote. Did the council ever vote? Last night,
3: council voted to listen to the issue, and then voted to move forward with the possible negotiations at one particular location and not the second or third okay
0: and the council has a right to do that incidentally uh that's why i asked so he makes a decision but the council voted and now you're saying you want to sue him for the decision that he made so he didn't sign any documents um, did he the city didn't sign any documents there's no contract it's just he made a decision that that's the way the city should go is that right
3: I'm not aware of any signage of the documentation. Okay, got it. So so
0: I don't know where you're going to go then because if the council made a decision and the council has a right to make a decision and he's pushing one way or the other because he couldn't have made a decision because he doesn't have the right to make a decision and there's no validity to his decision. It's a council. I can make a decision all day long and if I don't have the power to do it, if I don't have authority to do that, I'm making the decision in the air. And that's what it sounds like this uh, mayor did. Because the actual, what has legal validity, is the council's vote. Got it. Okay, so, uh, and then filing a lawsuit, that becomes crazy-making, too, because here's what's going to happen. You, let's say you can. Let's say you decide you're going to file a lawsuit, which you're going to lose, but that's besides the point. You get to pay for a lawyer, and the city city attorney represents the city, which means all the taxpayers pay. And how long you think, how much money do you think it's going to cost you? Uh, just buckets of money. So I I don't think you have much to go on there. I really don't. And incidentally, hating a mayor, boy, that's unusual. I've never heard of that before. Uh, Hey, Bonnie. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Great. Yes, ma'am.
5: I'm trying to find, I need to find out how to find an attorney. uh, What I need is a personal injury attorney who is also experienced in uh, how to sue the state of California, the Army National Guard, and I don't even begin to know how to find out the.
0: Well, uh, let's talk about let, yeah. Let's talk about why you want to sue the National
5: Guard. Okay. What happened? My husband and I, my husband and I drive truck as team drivers, and we were delivering.
0: As what kind of drivers? Uh, hold amusement. on, Bonnie. Hold on a second. As what kind of drivers? I didn't hear.
5: Team. We both drive the same. Oh, truck. as a team drive. Got, got it. Team. Uh-huh. team okay, driver. got it. All right. And we were delivering ammunition and explosives to Camp Roberts in California, which is an Army National Guard. And we pulled up, we backed up to the dock, pulled the brakes, did all our stuff, and I was sitting on the bunk in the back. My husband got out of the truck to open the doors, back it up, do the whole thing. And the guy who was driving the forklift, he neglected to put down what they call a deck plate, which makes the dock and the back of the trailer the same height, or makes it so the forklift can drive in smoothly. Okay, got it. So and when he drove into the back of the truck, the trailer, I'm sorry, when he drove into the back of the trailer, I flew off the bunk. He went so hard, so fast, without a deck plate. But he bumped the trailer so badly or hard. I flew forward, hurt my left arm, fell into the dash with my left hip, and I've been injured. I was severely injured. Okay, so I how didn't severe- even know I could.
0: Okay, how severe? I mean, that that is really important here. How badly were you banged up?
5: I'm still off work, and it's been 11, 12, 14 months. Wow. And what? so what actually
0: happened to you? You injured your shoulder. Specifically what? You break your shoulder, dislocated it, lacerations?
5: No. I had whiplash. I had, you know, just, I'm. Just, they don't know what's wrong with my shoulder. They haven't even dealt with that because it was such a severe injury to my hip. It did not break my hip. Okay. What happened, so happened to your hip? Take... All
0: right. What happened? Was the hip broken?
5: No, it was not broken. It was not broken, but I can't walk on it because it I'm not sure. I don't have bursitis or anything. I don't know why.
0: And they don't well, well it doesn't I, matter that you don't know why. You're telling me that for 12 or 14 months you can't work. You 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 can't mm-hmm. walk on it barely and the doctors have no idea why that's happening.
5: No, they know why it's because my hip is constantly swollen in any time, ah. and I can't type okay I all right, cannot. so there
0: Take. is all right, so there is a medical issue here. I mean, they can point to it yes. and say there's the injury, all right, I was a little bit yes. uh you know, I had some doubts when it was it seemed like a soft tissue mm-hmm. that you were complaining they couldn't find anything that was wrong okay, they found plenty wrong, all right, and you want to sue the national mm-hmm. guard, you want a personal injury attorney, and uh yes. there is, and that's where you're going is uh, it's a little complicated because you're suing the state and it's um uh, and uh the uh whoever was driving the forklift i'm assuming was uh a was it a national guardsman and he was on duty yes okay uh yes, driving yes. driving a guard uh forklift right yes yeah okay yeah you've got uh that gets a little complicated all right uh so what you get to do is contact a personal injury lawyer now i'm assuming that the truck was repaired and that it' take your insurance to do that. Or do the uh, national guard no, pay for that?
5: No, nobody's paid for anything.
0: Okay, is the truck still? Is the truck usable?
5: Yes, the truck is usable and so is the trailer.
0: Oh, okay, all right. So the, at least that's uh, that's on. And your husband's still working. Yes. Okay, and but you're not because you can't. Right. That's okay. Correct. Got it. So I have all the facts uh personal injury it's a little bit complicated uh but you get to find someone who actually it's has sued a governmental entity uh when do, okay. but you're telling me this happened uh how many months ago it's been fourteen months that may be a problem that may be a okay. problem with the statute of limitations because whenever you're dealing with a governmental entity, you have six months to file a claim and you are you've blown right past that why don't you call an attorney initially? Bonnie why didn't you I have,
5: an, I have an attorney for workman's comp, but I did not know well he,
0: yeah he should the, yeah, the attorney should have known uh that he it, yeah that if there is a case here, if there is a personal injury case, and there may not be by the way, it could be just a straight mm-hmm. work comp uh, case, and I don't know the answer to that uh but I would you know what call your attorney or work comp attorney and ask the question, hey, is there third party liability here? Or even uh, liability uh, for – if you're working for the company and you're an employee, uh, then all you have is workers' comp. But you're not. You were a 1099 contract employee. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, talking to a personal injury lawyer would uh, would be appropriate at this point. And just to see if you have something there, because something's missing in this story. And I think it's beyond a worker's comp, just a worker's comp case, I think. I may be wrong because I don't do worker's comp. But um, you can go to HandleOnTheLaw.com and talk to any one of our personal injury lawyers and ask okay. the question. All right? Give it a shot. Thank By the you. way, uh, you. do you usually drive? How's your left arm? Very, It's very tanned, right? Yeah, you always do. I, you can, so I can always tell truck drivers, you know, I, whenever <laughs> I see a woman with a very tanned left arm, I go, you drive a truck. Yeah, I do. All right, Bonnie. That's it. This is Handle on the Law. Nice to
6: know my
0: guy. and And uh, welcome back. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. Uh, pleasure having you here. And this is Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice.
7: All right, uh, Courtney. Hello, Courtney. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Okay, my question is regarding tree root damage. Uh, So when we purchased our home a few years ago, the patio had a slight unevenness. Uh, It was, like, minimal and cosmetic at best. Uh, But earlier this year, we noticed that the unevenness had uh, increased significantly to the point where it was, like, dangerous for our one-year-old. And we contacted a contractor to go ahead and fix it. But he said he couldn't fix it because the damage was being caused by two large uh, ficus trees along our neighbor's property. Okay, uh, like and, the the fi- the and,
0: and the ficus trees uh, are your neighbor's ficus trees, correct?
7: Yes, they okay. are. Okay,
0: and they're on his property, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah, he, he's responsible. He's absolutely responsible for the damage. So uh, you... right
7: when it started? Yes, Because we went all the way through the insurance company, they confirmed that you know the damage was caused. Okay, so here's what you all right.
0: He can (laughs) your own insurance company (laughs) denied the claim, correct?
7: No, their his insurance company denied the claim. Our insurance company said it wasn't for them.
0: I'm sorry, your insurance company said what?
7: Our insurance company said because they were his trees, not ours, this was not a claim for them. So they wow! Said, really? So his insurance company. Really? Yeah, but
5: I, I don't get that. Yeah. And, you
0: know, so, so if a tree came down and went through the roof, for example, a tree they next said that door. Was the
7: difference that it didn't come down. They literally gave that a okay. example.
0: Yeah, I, I, they're just trying My to get case. out of it. They're just trying to get out of it. And I, I would argue, unless there's something very specific in the policy uh, that says uh, if, like, you know, you, uh, that would say something like long-term root damage. Uh, we're not responsible for. You know, obviously, you have to look at your policy. But no matter what, your neighbor is responsible for the damage to your property. And uh, so uh, you got a couple of choices. You have to figure out how much it's going to cost to repair all of that. And I have a e- bid. Uh, how much is the bid? Okay. You tell your neighbor this is what it's going to cost you, and you sue him in small claims court. And then you smile and you say, and by the way, two years from now, when your tree does this again to my property, I sue you again.
7: Oh, they took the trees down.
0: Okay, then it's just, okay. They
7: tried to get rid of the evidence.
0: Okay, well, it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as getting yeah. rid of the evidence. I mean, you've got enough there <laughs> where uh, you already have a uh, a written uh, estimate, a statement that it's their tree that did it, I'm assuming. So that, that shouldn't be an issue. Absolutely. Okay, and so uh, is he going to get, this is hilarious, is he going to get a statement from an arborist or an expert that says the tree that is not now here is not responsible? I doubt that
7: they already uh, have that
0: I don't think I don't think that it's going to uh it's going to win because you want to bring in the fact that ficus trees do what they do and tear up the property at the uh the concrete and I'm assuming there's no tree on your property that has done that mm-hmm Okay, then that's A your. structural
7: engineer has already confirmed.
0: All right, then that... you, yeah, you, you've got it. You've got him. So you take all of that and you go to small claims court and you sue him for the eighty six hundred dollars. He'll fight it, and I'm sure you're going to win. And then once you win, he'll appeal it and uh, do another trial. But I think in the end, based on what you said, you're going to get your eighty six hundred bucks. Okay, that's all you can do. That sounds great. Yeah, that's it. And you have see the good news here is that you have all of your ducks lined up. And I have said that over and over again is you line up your ducks, especially when you're suing uh, for the mess that your neighbor made with his ducks. That's a duck lawsuit. See, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and your neighbor owns ducks, it's probably a uh, a duck. All right, Steve. Hello, Steve.
1: Good morning, Bill. Yes, sir. Um, my question is, my question is, I have a lease with a gentleman that's run three or four years more. And when we signed it, I owed a million dollars on the house. Now the mortgage on it paid down to $950,000. He's going to buy the house at the end of the lease. He's guaranteed me to buy the house. He's going to pay a million dollars for it. Who keeps the $50,000? Do I get to keep the $50,000? Well, hang
0: on. Hold on a minute. You have a written agreement whereby he's going to purchase the property for a million dollars, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. it is well, then he has to buy the property for a million dollars. And it doesn't really matter what your more. it doesn't really matter what your mortgage is. You could have paid it down to $500,000. You could have paid it back to zero. Uh you could have not paid a dime off the mortgage. Could have been uh a an interest only mortgage that you had. He's willing to pay a million a, a dollars is what he's paying for the property. And uh, whatever you owe you get you get back so if you have a $950,000 mortgage, then you've made $50,000 on the deal.
4: All Perfect. right?
0: That's
1: exactly what I wanted to hear, obviously. You, all Thank right. you very much.
0: Yeah, yeah. he doesn't get to keep it. It's a deal. It's a written deal. Okay, this is Handle on the Law. Legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. I have two cases of uh, my dog ate my homework. I love these stories, and here's one uh, in Canada where the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, uh, there was a boy stopped the 16 year old boy driving a Chevrolet Camaro who was going really quickly, and the reason he was speeding, he told the police because he ate too many hot wings and needed a bathroom right now. He was clocked north of 105 miles per hour. The officers were not amused. And we don't know the end of that story, whether he really did or did not. And did they pick him up and put him in the police car and find out uh, he was right? All right, the other story is a Florida man who, uh, during a traffic stop, uh, had a white powdery substance on his nose. And they, the police swabbed his nose. It came back positive for cocaine. And then the police uh, also located a backpack, they said, contained uh, marijuana and Xanax pills. And uh, a, search, a search of him, his person, produced a small baggie of powder, which also was cocaine. And here's my dog ate my homework while he was being arrested. Fabricio Jimenez, 20 uh, 20 years old, told the deputies that the cocaine on his nose was not his. That one I've never heard of. It's a good one. Think a jury's going to buy that? This is not my cocaine, even if it was on my nose. All right, let's take some phone calls. All right, Joshua, let's try it with you. Hello, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello got- yes, well, Joshua, go ahead.
1: Yeah, hey, Bud. Hey, Bud. So this is the deal. Are you there? Yeah? Okay, yeah. this is the deal. So I'm a renter. um it's me, my wife, and my two kids. One's newborn, one's four years old, and we've been living in this house for about two years now. And the landlord um we had our first agreement was um, as long as I took care of all the maintenance within the house um, inside outside, she would not raise the rent on us. She, hold on, I didn't understand enough,
0: that. You she, dropped out a little bit. She, if you took care of everything, what would happen? She would what? She would she would not raise the rent on Got us. Got it. And this was in this was a. Whether writ- it was annually, monthly. Okay, anything. fair enough. Well, this was a written agreement, right, Joshua?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So so now okay so now here we are. We fast forward. Basically two years, year and a half, almost two years now. We've been here a little bit longer, but now everything's changing up to just the last couple of months. So um, she asks me to um, basically buy the neighbor, because she owns the same um, property. There's two houses on the property, to get him some trash cans so that they can start throwing their stuff away. So I do. I get her the other two trash cans for the neighbor, and um, she starts showing up to our home, the landlord, and she's throwing um, trash away, debris, you know, whatever it is. So my wife and her kind of have a fallout. They argue a little bit. Nonetheless, two or three days uh, pass by. She shows up and says, "Hey, I'm I'm um, I'm am uh, I'm increasing your rent." And then so we kind of have um, you know just a little okay.
4: large,
1: very minimal argument and. So I've been taking care of the house. I've been paying for all, the, all my material, all my time, my labor, my everything. Yeah, um, i I don't, everything I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't care. Like, I
0: don't care at this point. That's irrelevant yeah. at this point. Other than you've met the terms of the lease. Were you in the middle of the lease when she raised the rent?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still. I'm still renting the house. Okay. So uh, now she says I'm renting. I'm raising your rent. And that's effective what next month, two months
1: from now no, that's what effective. This has been going on for a few months, but that's not that's not actually what I'm calling for. so she's raised raised the rent, I went ahead and I said, okay, whatever I'll pay your, you know your additional amount, which is only fifty sixty seventy bucks something like that. um it went from seventy seven ninety to eight forty five all right now this is the kicker. this is what I'm calling about so she So now I'm having these issues with the home. Now that she's raised the rent, now I want her to fix this and fix that, which I think are all legal and um, legitimate concerns. She is refusing to fix anything at the home. And it's, I mean, it's from one thing to the next. right, from a doorknob to a window. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get that.
0: Okay, so the issue is going to be, and the issue is, is at what point... Uh, are your duties legally, where do they go to? At what point does it stop? Where is the line? And you don't, obviously in the lease, you don't have a line because there's no way to put a line in there. For example, uh, repairing a window uh, is one thing. Repairing the glass is something else. Replacing the entire frame is something else. So uh, your yep. argument is going to be, I see exactly where you're, you're coming from, and it's, uh, it's a very interesting, it's a difficult position to, to try to figure out where you stand. And that is, you yep. have to simply say, hey, this is the line. That's all there is to it. Oh, by the way, you raised the rent yep. in violation of our lease. That's the other thing that uh, for you to cave is a different issue. No big deal. But you're simply going to say, the line has been crossed. I'm not going to do this anymore and uh, see what she has to say now
1: now now am i am i at liberty to tell her and consult her and say hey okay this is where i'm stopping yes no longer gonna take place and then what do i do do i sue her no
4: you just stop no
1: you just stop you just stop now but if she's not fixing then it becomes then
0: it becomes a uh, habitability issue uh joshua then it becomes what is she not fixing if for example we're talking about the heating uh, even the air conditioning not so much the air conditioning uh but the heating certainly a stove uh fat faucets yep. uh leak in the roof whatever it is that's a habitability issue broken windows that's enough to say she yep. has oh. to she has to fix them otherwise you're out of there and you're suing for back rent for however long that now, period if, is
1: Now, if so if i if i if i reach out to her and tell her okay so this is what we're going to do from here on out yeah does she have the right to like? Can
0: she kick me out of the home? She can try. Can she sure, her? she can try, and then but there she now not do that, right? I don't know if she's going to do it or not. It's not easy to uh, to. Uh, no, I think she
1: cannot do that legally.
0: Uh, sure, she can
1: because I because I've upheld everything. Her
0: argument is going to be: you said you were going to fix everything. Your argument sure. is going to be no, because there is a reasonable line that you have crossed. If the roof falls okay. off. A Mike's supposed to repair a roof at $12,000? then okay. that is right. going to be the argument if it goes to trial in front of the court. She tries to evict you. You say no, and you fight it, and you just sit down and have a good, long argument with her and say, if you want to go to trial, so be it. You play chicken with her. That's what you do. And that would be in small claims, correct? Uh, Probably. It'd be an eviction court, first of all. It'd be an unlawful detainer. That is not small claims. Once you're out, uh, then it goes to a small claims court. Now, if the, if there's okay. going to be a judgment okay. against you, uh, that's not small claims. Uh, that's the judgment she's going to get in uh, the court uh, when she's trying to
1: throw you out. Once you're out, it goes to small claims. That's it. Yeah, which well, she won't be getting anything. So, and it's good for me to be taking note of all this stuff. Oh God, pictures, yeah. Videos, oh yeah. Oh
0: like yes. You Make have sure. to. You take note okay. of everything. Okay. You do everything. Nothing. Nothing on the phone. Everything in writing. Okay, very good. And yep. when you have verbal... I've done everything in writing, everything, everything
1: in videos. Everything,
0: photos. yes, everything. You put that all in because, again, how many times have I said, whenever you have a dispute, and this is one hell of a complicated dispute, you're not going to get a lawyer, uh, but it's a complicated dispute, You, you, in every activity you have, every conversation, every confrontation, you assume it's going to go in front of a court. And if you assume that it's going to go in front of a court... And you lay out all of your ducks, your ducks in a row, then you're far better off. That is the way I've run my business for 30 years. And that is every email, every action I take with my partner, we assume this is going to end up in front of a judge. And with that, you're a lot more careful. Things are a lot cleaner. Uh, Everything is established. Everything is put chronologically. And uh, you simply, you, what you do is you develop your defense or your lawsuit against a client, vendor, supplier, whatever. Uh, and you do it in such a way as to make it as clean as you can. That is a good business practice. The same thing with a rental agreement. Uh, the same thing with a loan you make. For example, if you, loan, if you borrow money from any financial institution, you're signing a book of documents because it's all laid out, and that's what you have to do. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Scott. Hello, Scott. Hi. Thank you. Yes, sir.
1: Well, oh, I'm thinking. it's of- Yes, sir. I'm thinking of selling my rental property. And it's a property I bought back in 2008 when it was at the bottom of the market, so I stand to make some pretty good money right now. Okay. And, um, it, you know, I'm want to make sure I, I make the most out of it, and I really want to pay the federal government the least I can, fairly. So I want to get hold of um, an advisor to learn how I can, you know, make the proper arrangements to, you know, Save money on on taxes and such.
0: Yeah, I don't know but how you're. Places. I don't know how you're going to do that because you're selling the property that you own, and you no. get to pay. You get to pay taxes.
8: Yeah, I guess they're called capital gains. Yeah, right? they
0: are the capital gains tax. And as we speak right now, uh, you've got twenty two percent on the Fed level. And where do you live?
9: Uh, the High
2: Desert. Uh, oh, add in California.
0: Area. Add another thirteen and a half percent, my friend. Oh, thanks. Or not? Add an, yeah, it's thirteen and a half. You'll be paying thirty-three, thirty-four percent between the state and the feds. I mean, and there's no way around it. I mean, you're making the profit, and it's a long-term okay. capital gain, um, except in the case of California, where they don't care. It's ordinary income, as far as California is compared, is uh, is uh, uh, is concerned. Now, that's assuming the thirteen and a half percent is at the high end. That's based on what your income is. So, uh, and, I, and I, it's a very high end. So, yeah, I mean, you'll pay less than that. But uh, be prepared to pay 25%, 28%, whatever it's going to cost. You have to talk to an accountant. But there's no way I know to uh, not pay taxes.
1: Okay. Well, what about the aspect of just turning around and buying a different property that I like better, that I think is going to be can, more advantageous? Well, you can do that with now, a
0: 1031 exchange. That you That's can do if, if it's a commercial property which it is a rental property you can turn around and uh, purchase another rental property and it's a little complicated how you do it but you're exchanging property for property and uh, you can uh, there you avert your taxes there uh, there is it's a uh, it's a neutral tax revenue uh, issue at that point so we're a neutral tax no, it's
1: actually a it's actually a residential property. It doesn't it's matter. Same, same it doesn't manner. matter. But you're
0: using it as a rental, correct? Correct. Okay, then I think you're okay. You gotta talk to an accountant. I'm the wrong guy to talk to, anyway. I don't even know why I got into it. I say this is a tax question. What the hell do I care? Or what the hell do I know? If I have a if I have an issue uh, on a taxing uh, on a tax issue, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my accountant. Thank you. Hello, Jimmy.
6: Yes. Yes. What's up? My problem is an eviction.
0: Yes. And what
6: I'm living with is that it's, it's my, my son. He's in his 50s, and he's come to live with me for about 20 months. And the thought would be he was going through a patch, a patch, and I thought, well, we could both gain from this relationship. He would be able to get on his feet, and yeah. it would be a plus for me to have him around. Right. And he did, but and it, it didn't happen really, that way, right? No. You know, what's happened is that um, it, it's turned around to the point that I'm living every day with this annoyance. Okay. And so, this is what I've done so far. It's got to the point where I've already, I gave him myself personally some time ago a a 30 day notice, which was disregarded. So, I've gone to and taken the steps of having a legal 60 day notice given to him, which has expired. I'm in the process right now with the fees being paid. For the next step, the next step, which would be going to court and yes. getting it written, what have you? Yes, you'll get an un, it, it's
0: an unlawful detainer that you file mm-hmm. against him for failure to leave upon proper notice. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. that is the next step.
6: That's what we're doing now, and I'm understanding it will be 45 to 55 additional days yeah, to what we're already dealing with. Yeah. Okay. Now he's not really an advocate of paying for where he stays. I'm not into that. I just really want him to move yes. on. Yes, is he is he get,
0: is he paying now, Jimmy?
6: You know he's paying something. Okay, and I so appreciate that. What is he
0: what is he paying?
6: He's paying $200.
0: All right. So that's the rent you've gotten and that's what you can collect for the time that he uh has not paid. If he's up to date, uh you uh-huh. simply can get him out. You can't give him a 3-day notice to pay or quit, but you can uh evict him per, just the way you're doing it. So uh he's 50 years old fifty three. Have you uh, yeah. have you given him a timeout
6: and put him in the corner? You know, if there's no comments. we have no communication. Okay. What's going on? Yeah, but you're he doing, it, you're do- yeah, yeah,
0: you're doing everything right, Jimmy. You're doing everything right. That's exactly so this what you're going what to do. This,
6: this is this is my problem. Yes. Is that what if he doesn't choose to leave, even going through these legal motions, they'll pick and him up. What they will. His-
0: they will once the eviction has been complete and he fails to move out. Uh normally it's just a lockout but in this case the police will throw him out. Okay. The sheriffs will the sheriffs, will, his,
6: the sheriffs okay. will come and throw him out. Okay. What about his belongings which is quite a few? Then he has All to take the it
0: then he has to take it and you have the right and the sheriffs will come in and put him out on the street.
6: Okay. So now do I have any obligation to Protect them? Or, uh, I think I you do. I this.
0: think you have some obligation to protect them, okay. and there could be a yeah, statute <laughs> uh, that you have to. I think under rent control, you you have to, but under general eviction law, they can just put them out on the sidewalk.
6: Well, you know, uh, uh, I'm not asking for money. I'm just saying. I, I understand. Want
0: him to go. I understand. So, what's your yes, question? Yes. What's your question, dear?
6: That's the question: Is that what if he doesn't you, respect? these things that we're doing. Right. He just,
0: well he, he but you're so gonna fast. have Jimmy, you're gonna have a court order. You're gonna okay. have a court order that he cannot ignore, and if he does ignore it, then the authorities come in and they enforce it. Okay. All right, you're gonna be fine. Fifty-three years old. Can't wait for my kids to be fifty-three and doing the same thing. This is handle on the law. Welcome back to Camp I AMC. Bill Handel here. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice.
4: Hi, Nelson. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, I had a company in Phoenix charge my credit card. I said I didn't. I talked to the credit card company, and they said they're going to investigate. But I called the company in Phoenix back and asked them for agent of service in California, and they refused to give it to me. They just said I'm the one in charge. You right, have hang to on, to wait, wait, I hang on, know.
0: hang on. You're mixing things up here, uh, Nelson. First of all, the credit card company is investigating. Have you gotten back a response from the credit card company? No. Okay. So you have to wait for that
4: and the what the credit card company said the credit card company said I should talk to the people who charge no, the cards
0: and so you call back and you say I did, they're not interested in talking to me. Now, right. the, now the credit card company has to make an investigation. So uh, they will investigate, and if they turn you down, then what you get to do is uh, then you can sue them. And you're not, they're not going to tell you who their agent for service process is. You get to go to the Secretary of State in California to find yeah, out who their okay, agent okay. is. And if they don't have an agent in California, which means they're not doing business in California, you're screwed. You have to sue them in Nevada.
4: Okay, or Arizona, okay. Yeah, Arizona. What, what is it right. that What is it that you bought? So they charged me for some vitamins I did not want.
1: Oh, did you get the vitamins? No. Okay, well, then that's
0: the investigation. And then uh, the credit card company is, is going to make you uh, fill out an affidavit. They're going to do an investigation. They're going yeah, to... I did that. Okay, and then they're going to uh, go to the company and say, prove that you sent it. And uh, they're going to ask for proof from the company. Uh, that uh, in fact uh, the product was sent to you, and if they don't have the proof, you've won. You're done. Credit card company reimburses. All right.
4: All right. Thank, thank you very much.
0: You got it. Hello, Al. Hey. Yes, sir.
1: There we go. Hold on a minute. Let me take you off the speaker. That would be good. Okay. Um, so sorry. I got, I looked at a house Janu- uh, June 20th. Gave him a $1,500 non-refundable deposit on the 24th. Completely paid the deposit and first month's rent on July 4th. A a total of $5,750. In his lease agreement, it says he has 20 days to deliver the house or we can back out of the lease agreement. Yesterday was day 20. The air conditioning is not working. It's got no Freon on yeah. an issue.
0: Okay. That's not necessarily not delivering the house. That just means the air conditioning isn't working unless the language says they're delivering the house uh, in with everything working perfectly. But that doesn't matter. So, uh, at this point, it doesn't matter. So, uh, there you are. Did you move in? Are you moving in? Do you want out?
1: we have not moved in we want out but the house is not in livable condition because air okay. conditioning is required to be in livable condition all right
0: and uh, what does the owner say about the air conditioning
1: he told us last week oh they're working on it okay. oh they're working on are it are they working we on it pictures. We, they have not worked on it in a week. All right. So and actually, Tuesday of last week. So. Okay.
0: So what, what, where are you now? You're supposed to move into it. What is your uh, physical situation going on right now? Are you living on the street? Are you living in your old place?
1: No, we're living in our old place. I had moved a couple things into the backyard, but we never moved into the house. All right. And we, so. we got, we got keys. But we never moved in because okay. there's no AC. In. Right, it's not
0: I, un- I understand. So, uh, what what's your question?
1: I want to get out. All I right, back out of the lease. Then you simply the guy's say, "Okay,
0: Then you say that. Then you simply say, "I want out. I'm not moving in based on your breach of the contract. You didn't. It's an unlivable home, and out we go. I want all my money back." Now, let me give you the other side. Uh, th- whenever there is a breach of contract, which this is. The law allows the breachor, uh, you or the breachee, allows the person who caused the breach uh, the ability to mitigate, to cure the breach if it's reasonable. If he were to bring in an air conditioning repair guy and get the air conditioning done like now or next couple of days, then you're going to have a problem. And by the way, I'm assuming you'd want to move in because here is the issue. He's going to say no as to the deposit. He's going to say I was ready to go, here we are and now you're bailing out and therefore I'm not giving you back your deposit or the first part of the other rent because look at the damage you caused me, I have to re-rent the place uh, now that he not necessarily he may not necessarily win, uh, but that's going to be the fight when you sue him because he's not going to hand you a check versus if he gets it fixed, do you do you like the place it's only the air conditioning you have a problem with, right?
1: Well, it's the 70s called and wants their house back, but that's fine. It's yes. It basically right now it's the air conditioning. I understand. But if the, air condi-
0: if the air conditioning is working, are you OK moving into the house? Is that
1: the only issue? Physical, yes. His attitude toward everything. Uh, his attitude means,
0: uh, yeah, fine, yeah. You, there's not, that's not a legal basis saying, you know, I don't like the landlord's attitude. Nobody cares about that. I mean, every landlord in the world's a bastard, and if, they, the, if, and if the, the landlord isn't a the bastard, the tenant is. So that doesn't fly. The issue is the air conditioning and the time it takes. So uh, in order for you to cover your ass... Uh, So you have the strongest case possible in the event you don't move in is you have to email him immediately. Don't even do it by telephone because uh, he's going to deny you ever got that phone conversation or you had that conversation. What you do is you email him immediately and say, uh, the only way I'm going to move into this place is uh, the air conditioning has to be fixed. Uh, I was supposed to move in X days ago. It is not in a livable state. Uh, and I uh, either you fix it now or, in fact, uh, and you give them a week, for example, or you give him three days or five days, and uh, you uh, say, if I don't get it fixed, I'm not moving in, and you've breached, and I want my money back. Uh, that gives you a good legal basis for arguing. Now, if he has attempted and he said we're missing a part, we are uh we're trying everything we can uh my daughter's air conditioning just went out by the way and it's 168 degrees outside and so uh we call the air conditioning people that we've dealt with for a zillion years and a part is missing and it, that's it it doesn't work and the part is back ordered uh whose fault is that yeah it's uh there i'm doing everything reasonable the air conditioning company is doing everything reasonable there's no one at fault here And that may be his argument, Al. But if it isn't, uh, then you want to set up the situation where you're moving out. Believe me, if the place is okay and the air conditioning ends up being fixed, it's going to be a nightmare for you to bail out and get your money back. All right? All right, there it is. That's all of it. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm already bored with you. This is Handle on the Law.
6: Why you always got to rain on me and my vibe.
0: Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More simulating talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, Jason. Yes, Jason.
1: Hey, how's it going, Bill?
0: Go ahead. Jason, are you there? So, uh, Yes. I, okay. Uh, I am just getting a speakerphone. Okay. Um, So this
10: question I have is in regards to an unlawful detainer course or an unlawful detainer case, and you know I got a tentative ruling at the trial court level that uh, you know basically wasn't valid.
0: Okay, Um, hold on, hold on. You got a tentative ruling and you were uh, ordered evicted. Do I have that right? I believe so. Okay, well, what do you mean you believe so? Either it was or it wasn't, and you said it wasn't valid. I don't well, know what that means.
10: Well, for example, there's like a rule of court that says you have to use uh, blue and black ink on certain documents. And uh, documents I got from the sheriffs, they use red ink, for example. There's just so many things that could invalidate the document. Okay, so
0: other than that, paint. all right, so now you have the wrong color ink. What else makes it invalid?
1: Um,
10: the plaintiffs lied about many things that doesn't matter that that,
0: that doesn't matter because if the court believes the plaintiffs that's the fact you can't uh, say everybody calls each other liars and the court believes uh, one or the other so that isn't going to fly you can't say uh, the plaintiffs were liars after the fact so far you have the ink anything else
10: well we didn't go to trial that's important why not judgment why not um the one of the appearances i made a motion to appear by telephone and the judge didn't honor that uh, motion that was filed correctly. Okay, so the judge, but the
0: judge can say no to that. When you make a motion uh, to appear by phone, a judge can say no to that. Unless statutorily, you can't say no. And I don't know the statute. If you can pull up a statute that says they must give you a telephone hearing if you request it and they didn't, then you have something to, uh, to bite into. And uh, if you don't have that statute, a judge can always say no. All right. So, assuming the judge said no, and that's valid, so far you got the ink. Anything else?
10: Um, no. Uh, other than like, oh well, the proof of service wasn't valid. That's the
0: main thing. I was okay. About and did you make? A, did show. you make? And did you make a motion to quash the proof of service?
10: I definitely did. And there was a major problem at that first hearing. How uh, so? I remember with my lawyer. Uh, he was he ended up representing uh the plaintiffs after that hearing which is technically allowed but he wasn't really representing my interests Aha, uh, uh-huh. so you're arguing
0: hearing. okay so you're arguing uh, representation that was invalid did you make that argument
10: um not yet but i wasn't sure where to make the argument if that's something i take up with the state bar no it's the state bar, state bar saying, it's not, I, I mean no i
0: mean you can do it with the state bar but it's nothing to do with your case it's not going to change the case at all. Uh, the only thing that's going to change the case is to uh, either have the case reversed or uh, the proof of service quashed. In that case, you weren't served. I mean, it all. There, there's a lot to it. There really is. Uh, and, you're... and There's
10: one more major thing with okay. proof of service also. Um, the person who was supposed to um, get my rental property after my term finished or period of time finished was also uh, serving documents and, they're an interested party, and it's kind of technical, but um, that's another thing I was like trying to invalidate because of the proof is. Okay,
0: and the, the judge, and by the way, the judge didn't buy any of that. I'm assuming, correct, Joe? Or
10: yeah, that one I put in a legal document that you know uh, this person that was an interested party. Okay, you know, that's sort of fair. That's fair.
0: And, and uh, has that been ruled on?
10: Um, at the trial level, yeah. It's, and another problem is. Uh, this woman, or I'm sorry, this judge was uh, appointed by, you know, Governor Brown, and um, my political leanings were uh, brought into this, you know, meeting a Trump supporter and Republicans.
0: So and, and, kind of and who brought that in? Uh, the other side? The plaintiffs. Okay, yeah. and uh, so therefore, because Governor Brown appointed him and you're a Trump supporter, therefore you think that's grounds to have the case dismissed. What planet are you on?
10: Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like... Uh, that doesn't not, matter. That, is no
0: was, legal, that has no legal relevance whatsoever unless the judge on the record says, because you are a Trump supporter, I'm going to rule against you.
10: What about the plaintiffs, uh, another thing, sorry, these are just little things. The major issue is um, they refused my rent payment when I could continue paying. Uh, but that, that, that no doesn't matter. They don't
0: the have to, ex- to after. With. no, no, after the three-day notice to pay rent or quit, they don't have to accept your rent payment.
10: There's three, they didn't have uh, correct three-day notices either.
0: Did or, you bring or, that uh, up? And did you, and that had to be brought up. Did you bring that up during the, the course of the trial?
10: yeah. I, I did and they they ignored it. Okay, well, um, then you got just,
0: All right, then you got then you've been screwed and now you get to and I don't even know how you appeal that because it's a summary proceeding, but uh yeah, I mean you have enough grounds. I mean, you've got the ink, which is of course critical. That's been upheld by the Supreme Court. Red ink versus blue ink is critical. Uh but you've got uh the motion to quash. Uh you have uh the other motions that you made that were ignored. Uh and uh, you have the uh, interested party uh that uh is uh part of uh the service in other words it was an interested party that gave you the service uh you got to prove all of this by the way and uh it's this is no joke why don't you just go someplace instead of spending all your time are you out of the place now or you're not
10: no i'm locked out but uh part of the problem bill is you know when i was there we we're going through uh i was going through a divorce with my domestic partner separation or whatever and uh you know, because of that situation, uh that you know basically all of my resources were lined up okay, you and think that has? do
0: that. You, you think that has any validity in the trial whatsoever in this case? you think that matters one iota
4: I think it should no it makes should but it doesn't
0: it doesn't it doesn't if my grandmother had balls, she'd be my grandfather, but she doesn't. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you're putting all this together and I, it sounds like uh, you're coming up with every single reason uh, wrong ink and it shouldn't have happened and I was a Trump supporter and the judge was appointed by Jerry Brown who happens to be a Democratic governor and 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 it all sounds like a crock to me. I think you're going to get booted and uh, that's it. Oh, and by the way, I, I was willing to pay even after legally they didn't have to accept the money and I had all kinds of domestic problems and I therefore my resources were moved in that direction. I, I'm not uh, money for this. Boy, you talk about it's my dogs ate the homework. All right. We shall return. This is Handle on the Law. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Here's one out of Arizona. And this one gets interesting. It has to do with uh, immigration law and helping migrants and breaking the law. So you've got a professor who was one of these activists in Arizona who is part of a group that helps illegal aliens, migrants, cross the desert. Not by being coyotes, but by giving them food and and water and actually escorting them to their place. There's a ramshackle building, and they put them up there, and they can spend the night, and they give them food and water, and then they go on their way. Well, uh, the immigration folks arrested him. And said he was part of helping to transport, part of a conspiracy to help illegal aliens get into and go further into the country. He says, no, I'm not part of any, any conspiracy. I'm not helping him do anything other than it's a humanitarian issue. I'm helping them do nothing other than starve or die of thirst. That's all I'm doing. And so the jury, it went to the jury, and the jury uh, couldn't reach a verdict. It was a hung jury, and they're going again. It was uh, three days of deliberation, and uh, they deadlocked. Uh, deadlocked. So they're saying illegal transportation and concealment. He's saying simply uh, a humanitarian aid issue, and uh, at this point, uh, we don't know which way it's going to go. By the way, he testified in his own, own defense, and very few defendants ever do that. But he told jurors his spiritual values compelled him to stop uh, and help those who stumble out of the desert uh, into that area of uh, Arizona. All right, let's take some phone calls. Jimbo, is that really your name, Jimbo? Mr. Handel,
1: how you do? Wait a minute. Your name is really Jimbo? Well, if you look at my birth certificate, it may say uh, an unfunded version of it, but everybody calls it Jimbo.
0: Got it. So uh, your birth certificate may say Jumbo, but it's become Jimbo, right? Never mind. Exactly. Okay, (laughs) fine. All right, what can I do for you, Jimbo?
4: Well, I recently got the great news that my employer wants to – I'm doing such a great job that he wants to reduce my pay by $10 an hour. Okay. And – uh, I'm on my third marriage uh, because I'm a wedding enthusiast, I guess, and I owe some child support
1: to wife number two.
6: Oh, that's fantastic. We've
1: no problem paying, but I want to know, do you have to go back to court when you have a reduction in Absolutely. pay yeah. to adjust your child support?
0: Absolutely. No issue whatsoever. You can walk back into court and ask for... And adjustment uh, the court retains jurisdiction on child support forever by the way I want to congratulate you uh, and I love what you how you describe the fact you've been married three times you're a wedding enthusiast I've never heard that before and I absolutely <laughs> love it no I do I'm gonna steal that line and use it but the answer is yes you can adjust and you go in with emotion you might even be able to adjust yourself uh, you, you get the forms on the internet and uh, there because you have the proof uh, that your pay has been reduced right. there. They're all uh, it is. And if you if you're having a hard time, uh, you can go to an attorney, uh, probably one of our divorce attorneys at Handle dot com. I uh, just go right on there and uh, get some help there. But I think you can do it on your own. All right. Give it a shot. Jimbo wedding enthusiast. I like that. Bert. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bert. Yes.
4: Yes. uh, I was driving my wife's car, registered in her name, turned left through uh, Los Alamitos intersection and got a photo, a ticket, or at least pictures with a courtesy letter saying, um, was that, uh, you know, they wanted to gather information. Well, i haven 't sent it in it's five five hundred dollars yeah no
0: tickets for a ticket yeah, tickets are crazy expensive uh here, particularly in southern california and if you talk about the city of Los Angeles, you can multiply the ticket five times because of uh, assessments. And fees and costs they just put on it. It's no longer an issue of punishing you. It's now a revenue issue. Uh, they raise money. It right. becomes part of their budget. So, yes, you get tagged. I mean, drunk driving will cost you thousands if you get t- – whoa, what is that about? Drunk driving will literally cost you thousands. I had a ticket um, right. at one point uh, texting while I was on the road. It was a $40 ticket. Ended up costing me 180 bucks. Uh, So it's crazy. All right. So uh, you have a courtesy uh, notice, and what does the courtesy notice say?
4: It 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 uh, it was. It's registered in my wife's name. You can see a picture of a male, not a female, and they were asking, uh, you know, were you driving? And I said, let's not send it in until uh, apparently in six weeks they're going to send a letter saying. Oh, We found out it could be your husband. Was that you? Okay, hold you on. Know, so you want to fight?
0: All right. So the courtesy notice at this point uh, only asks if your wife was driving. Is that correct? Right. It doesn't say if you're if you were not driving. This is to your wife. Then who was driving? Does it ask that?
4: Yeah, I think they're trying to get to that. Of course and they I are. I don't want to plead guilty. Well,
0: uh, here is uh, here's the problem is if your wife knows you were driving and it was you and, uh, she, and she lies. Uh, that no, we, I don't want her to lie. All right. Then all she yeah. does, well, he, she's going to have to at some point.
4: Okay. At some well, point, she's with her now happen. or six
0: weeks from now.
4: Got it. So uh, I uh, I will uh, plead, you know, it, and I was guilty. Okay. So I need to pay for that thing. I don't want to go to traffic school, I haven't had tickets, I'm 76, I don't matter. drive that much go,
0: anymore. Go to traffic school. It's easier. You can do it on the internet. Really? Yeah, you can do it on the internet. It's nothing. Oh, okay. Now, and, right. the other, and the other thing you can do is plead poverty, is you go into court- I am. Okay, I, hold I, on. Yeah, I understand. You're, on a, okay, I get it. You're on a fixed income. You're eating dog food. You live in a dumpster. I get all that. So you plead not guilty, it. you get into court. And you can change your plea to guilty, and then you go, Your Honor, I'm destitute. There's no way I can pay this fine. I can't afford $500. I'm on Social Security. $500 will kill me. And then he goes, you can pay $50 a month. And you go, Your Honor, I can't even afford $50 a month.
4: Okay. Now, what yeah, kind, what kind of car? A, Bert, what I'm, kind of car? I'm on insulin. Okay, I don't Insulin's care. expensive for diabetics, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I know. I know that. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, what kind of car uh, does your wife have? Uh,
4: it's a um, Honda uh, RAV4.
0: How old? By the way, RAV4. A Honda. Yeah, Toyota, yeah. Toyota RAV4, it's uh,
4: 2012.
0: Mm, yeah, Okay. You can say, uh, this is, we spent the last of our money on this car. Uh, right. And We're even, both
1: retired. Okay.
0: Then you just yeah. argue. Then you just, and the, and the judge may ask you, how much money do you make, et cetera. And if you have enough money, he's going to blow it out of the water. But I think you saying, I just can't afford this may help you. All right? Okay. All right. That's uh, that's how I would handle it. You know, it's uh, when you have nothing else, you throw yourself at the mercy of the court. You walk in. And you're, you're in ragged clothing and you limp and you bring in a cane or if you have, if a friend of yours happens to have a wheelchair, you have your friend roll in the wheelchair. Uh, you talk about uh, having cancer and you're hard of hearing and your hair is falling out because of the chemo. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do uh, and none of which the judge will probably buy because so many people have done that. But you, you never know. You can give it a shot. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM six forty. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handle, Saturday morning, and welcome back to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill, welcome to Handle on the Law.
8: Hello.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Oh, good
9: morning, Mr. Handel. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Bill. The reason why I'm calling is I was in a nursing home in a hospital for 34 days in 2017. I just was uh, in the process of going into arbitration in December. For what? Wait, oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. wait. Okay, you're going into arbitration over what? What was the issue?
9: Uh, um, negligence, medical negligence. Uh, this was with Kaiser Permanente and okay. South Coast... Okay. Okay, and so, uh, wait a sec.
0: So, you went into a nursing home because you have a medical issue that you developed or was caused by the doctors at Kaiser. Is that correct? Well,
9: neglect of care. All right, fine. I wasn't treated. Okay. And they discriminated against me because I'm a mental person. I uh, I took an overdose of uh, a prescription medication from the VA because I have post traumatic stress disorder and major depressive disorder. Okay. They didn't. They didn't want to treat me because of this condition that I had. What's your and what's I your, and what's your and, okay? What, and
0: what's your condition, Bill?
9: My hands are crippled. Okay. I, while I was in there, okay, I kept asking for a second opinion, and they refused to do it. Uh, yeah, the American Hospital Association—they have twelve articles. Of the twelve articles, most of my rights were 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 violated. I wasn't I wasn't given prompt and appropriate treatment. Number one, it took uh, three and a half months to do any tests. To find out my condition, they kept saying, oh, it's arthritis, but it was not. It was an
0: injury, and it's called uh, tubital tunnel syndrome.
9: Oh,
1: it yeah.
0: No damage in your elbows. All right, so I'm, I'm a little confused here. So uh, you went in with hands being crippled, right? Or did you go in because you overdosed? I went in
9: because I was overdosed.
0: Sir. Okay, so uh, so you went in because you overdosed. They put you in a mental health facility, I'm assuming, because Kaiser has those. And uh, no, they did not. Okay, no, they did not. They put me in a regular ward. All right, and so you were 34 days 34. in there. So, so 34
9: days was a total between the nursing home and the hospital.
0: Okay, and why did you put you? Why did they put you in a nursing home? Uh, for rehabilitation, okay. because my, my problem was walking. All right. that's Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's what they do. So I'm a little concerned. Uh, what exactly is your complaint? Assuming that they did violate whatever of those 12 articles, uh, let, let, let's say I give you the benefit of the doubt, uh, what exactly are your damages?
9: My hands are permanently crippled. They did surgery four and a half later. four and a half months after my complaints of pain. They waited too long. I have documentation that it says that. Okay, hold on. Wait a sec. Hold on. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Uh, Because you're 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 making a medical determination. You have documentation that they waited too long. And do you have documentation that your hands would not be crippled had they done this sooner?
9: Well, it just says that if cubital tunnel syndrome is not treated, uh, permanent nerve damage may result. All right, and that's a pamphlet that Kaiser okay. gave me. Got it. Now, uh, do you care, have a do you have a doctor? I'm sorry, Medicare never paid the nursing home for eighteen days of my care because I have two sets of records. And they're falsified, so they never sent in my records, and they walked away from about ninety thousand dollars in payment. Did you have to pay the ninety? The did you have
0: to? Did you have to pay the ninety thousand dollars? No,
9: no, I did not. Uh, Medicare refused to pay the nursing home, and uh, that's never been. Okay, never but what do you? What do you care? It, it doesn't payment. matter. It doesn't matter
0: if you don't have to pay. It doesn't matter who gets stuck with the bill. If you're not stuck, uh, then there's no damages on your part. That's for starters.
9: No, the damage The damages is that I that I was not treated and I, and it compromised my health. All right, no, I understand. understand. I understand. Directly. I
0: understand that. So I'm assuming you have a medical malpractice attorney that's uh, going forward with this, correct? I don't have one. Oh, you're good because luck. Good luck. And you've already applied for arbitration. I was doing it all myself. But right. They they dismissed it about a week ago. Why? You're talking about the arbitration board dismissed the arbit, uh, dismissed your hearing, correct? Dismissed your complaint. They dismissed
9: it. I didn't get the letter exactly. But, you know, they they, they say that Kaiser Permanente is a foundation, that they cannot be sued. That's absolutely not. They can't be sued,
0: but arbitration certainly flies. Bill, you have such a complicated case for you not to go to a medical malpractice attorney. You're crazy. All right, You have to go to a medical malpractice attorney uh, and has to be certified. But based on what you're saying and putting it all together, Bill, it sounds like you don't stand a chance in hell because the story is convoluted. You have to prove, I mean prove, that your damages, for example, the permanent damage you have to your hands were caused directly by Kaiser misdiagnosing you over the four months and you wouldn't have the problem uh, but for that, what they did or didn't do. And that is going to be doctors up there testifying. So you'd better get some doctor witnesses. You'd better get some medical reports. You'd better get some second opinions. And Kaiser, I don't think, have to give you a second opinion. You get to go out on your own and do that.
9: Well, they wouldn't give me that because I was in a nursing home. I couldn't walk. I was in the wheelchair. You don't need so a no worry. You, you, of you course know. you
0: have options. Of course you have options.
1: Well, at the time, I did not. All right. Well, you do now. I do. Yeah, I do now. Yeah, so take at them. The so
0: do them now. Get yourself a second opinion. Uh, if, you're a, if you're a veteran, if you are a veteran, you go to the VA. And get, I your, okay, get yourself a second opinion. The first thing you need to do is go to a medical malpractice attorney who's probably going to be as frustrated with you as I am. And somewhere during the course of all that, there may be a story. I'm very convoluted. I had 34, yeah, it's 44 days and I was marching home and they should have, and Kaiser didn't give me a second opinion and they waited and they misdiagnosed. And I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it's possible. I'm not arguing that, uh, but that doesn't sound like Kaiser to me. It doesn't. I've been a member of Kaiser for, uh, what, since I've been five years old. And I'm still alive, which actually is a miracle in and of itself. But at least I can tell you that uh, Kaiser does work. This is Handle on the Law. I've been off for three nights at the motel, under street
10: lights, in the city of Palms. Call me what you want when you want. If you want.
0: This is KFI AM 640 for Stimulating Talk. Bill Handel here, and welcome back to Handel on the Law, Marginal Legal
2: Advice. Randy. Hi, Randy. Good morning. Yes, sir. My mother uh,
1: has been living with a gentleman for 15 years, and they're both in their 80s. And uh, he lives off of a pension from the Marines and her Social Security. He's sickly and may die this coming year. Will she have any recourse to his pension when he dies? Well, hang on. Yeah, let me
0: ask you a question. First of all, let's go before that question is uh, when when they started living together, was he already on his pension? Yes. Why would she get any benefit of his pension if, number one, they're not married because it only goes to a spouse? And he probably chose to get the entire pension and not have a survivor benefit anyway. But the big answer is no. She is not entitled. Okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Nice talking to you. Tell your mom she is completely screwed on that one.
5: Hello, Anna. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, um, we were buying a house. Um, it was based on contingency to sell my house and buy the other house. I had a buyer for my house. Everything was going smoothly. The last minute we found out the house that we want to buy has a lawsuit. So uh, I, the owner was fully aware of the lawsuit, but he didn't tell us. The agent, which is a double agent, both for me and for him, uh, he was swearing up and down that he didn't know anything about the lawsuit. I lost my buyer. All that time was w- wasted. Mm-hmm. And uh, do I have a case against yeah, yeah, a guy think that so was yeah out?
0: if they misrepresented and said that the house is the title is clean on the house, and it yes, was predicated on you uh on you buying so i'm a little confused for a moment you're talking about the sale of you were you sold your house is that correct no no
5: i was gonna sell my house oh buy you the were okay, g- okay
0: you were going to sell your house but you hadn't sold it yet Yeah. yeah i don't know I
5: had, no because no because i had a buyer and once to found Have
4: out, you op- by the other house, have you already it, opened up.
0: did you open escrow Yes, it is oh yeah, then yeah yeah, I think you have a case, sure, for damages based okay. on misrepresentation, yeah, I don't know what the damages yeah. are, uh because uh, it's it's it, from here, it's kind of hard to figure out what your monetary damages are because you still have your house. Uh, you had a buyer, and if it turns out you turn around and resell the house and you get more money, for example, uh, then uh, not only have you been damaged, you've been helped by the situation. But you have to talk to a real estate attorney because we are it's already uh, beyond my pay grade because that's not the kind of law I do. So go to ha- handleonthelaw.com. We have a ton of real estate attorneys, and you can uh, talk to one of those and just ask that question.
4: All right. Thank you so much. All right.
0: You got it. Yeah. That's, uh, see, some of the stuff, it's hard to ascertain damages. Now, there's something called um, liquidated damages. When it's very difficult to ascertain actual damages, you put in uh, an amount and say those are liquidated damages. And you, And specifically, it says, since it is very difficult to determine actual damages, then We are putting in X number of dollars, and that will be the damage. Those are called liquidated damages. I I don't know if they had that, and I should have asked her, but then again, uh, you know, I really didn't care very much. Uh, Mikey. Hello, Mikey. Hey, Bill. Hey, aren't you a little old? Wait, wait. Aren't you a little old to be called Mikey? Well, that's my name. Uh, No, yeah. Yeah, It's your nickname. Is your legal name Mikey? Yeah. Oh, it is on your yes. birth certificate. Yeah. It says Mikey. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, your parents have a sense of humor. How old are you, Mikey?
1: Uh, about to be forty-one. Forty-one,
0: and uh, your parents did that to you, and you're still called Mikey. That's that's therapeutic. Why? That's worthy of some therapy.
1: All right. What can I do for you? So, about a year ago. I was driving late at night and I actually hit a drunk pedestrian that was running across the street. Um, he damaged my hood, my (laughs) windshield. Yeah. How much did you damage him? Uh, you know, he sent him to the hospital. I was, I I kept checking back to make sure he was actually alive, but he was alive. He ended up breaking an ankle and, you know, bruises and, and whatnot. Um, So, but, you know, come to find out, he wanted to obviously, you know, his lawyer wanted to sue um, us, uh, my my insurance, they took care of everything, and they ended up fixing the car, it was about a $20,000 fix for just the hood and the windshield and all these things, but I kept telling my insurance that I wanted to, like, take him to court and to get damages because... Okay, but my you're in, wait, in wait,
0: but you're in Mikey, but your insurance company paid all of your damages, correct? They paid to fix the car. Right. Yes. Okay. So All right. So you want to take and, him to court and get
1: what? Well, I knew that down the line and it's true now that I'm trying to trade my car in, you know, get rid of it, and the Carfax report says it was damaged and they don't want to give me, like, they want to give me four to $6,000 less than okay. it should actually be. All right, and it's his a, fault, and, know, and, it's, and
0: it's his fault. Yeah, okay, and you want to sue him for the difference of the value of the car had he you not hit him, right?
1: Right, and okay. back then, my my insurance did not want to fight because they were scared that, you know, his insurance
4: we just lose him? And then okay, hold on. Pay, I,
0: I lost you there. Your insurance company didn't want to fight. They just wrote him a check. All right.
1: Well, no. But then, come to find out, they um, they did. After I said, okay, let's not argue about it. Like, we'll just go on our own way. But they wanted to recoup the $20,000 that they put in. Right. So they sued so him. They, right. They so they sued him, they sued him. for sued for... him. I right. found out that they won. Okay. It doesn't matter. So...
0: Uh, As far as you're concerned, uh, well, it does. It helps that uh, they won the case. The answer is yes, you can sue him for the diminution of value. Yes, you can. And you can sue him in small claims court. And you bring in uh, all of the evidence that uh, they sued him and they won. So, therefore, here's the proof that uh, it was his fault. And on top of that, uh, you've been damaged by him over and above uh, what the repair cost was, because the insurance company, they only have the responsibility to fix the car. That's it. Right. And now you're stuck with uh, $5,000 worth of damage being the value of the car being diminished because of his action. Yeah, you got a suit there. Absolutely. Take, but, him,
1: take him a small claims do court. they have to... Do they have to supply me, uh, or through them, or is it? I would. I th- I
0: don't. I don't know why they wouldn't supply you with the information. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think they would. But yes, the answer. A quick answer is uh, you have a case. This is handle on the law.
4: Look what God gave her. How perfect He made her. She walks in the room. It's like He answered my prayers.
0: Welcome back to KFIA, M6404 Stimulating it's Talk. This now. is Handle on the Law. Michael, welcome yeah. to Handle on the Law. What can I do for you?
8: Um, I have a house that I'm selling currently, um, but I have a neighbor who lives uphill from me, and she's kind of an idiot. She doesn't understand that there are certain rights, you know, and she's uh, come on the property without authorization, stored Materials for building a fence. Um, drove across it with a bobcat to pull dirt out of a, a little wash behind my property to build up a pad. Yeah, why'd you let her do Just that? In a, why'd you let her do that? Uh, I, I didn't do that. I didn't let her. She never asked, and uh, I, it's a rental, so uh, there was times when there nobody was there. Oh, got it. Okay, there was nobody to ask.
0: Right. So you didn't see. You, know? you didn't see when she did all this.
8: Right. Okay, but I got it. She does one. Yeah, she does one thing. Seasonally, she dumps her swimming pool, which is right next to my property line, and it floods the driveway. It is even flooded into the house and uh, oh. uh, wetted a, a closet wall. Okay. Um, so what's your question? Now, the the thing is, I'm selling the house now, and I'm afraid that, you know, ha- first of all, I have to disclose that I've got an idiot neighbor. Yeah, you do. And I'm afraid that uh, she will do something like dump her pool water. And it 'll affect the sale could be, and the market's kind of hanging right all now. Right. I want to get the household all right, you
0: send her what you do down. is here 's what you have to do is mm-hmm. uh, get a lawyer letter to her and uh, threatening her saying this is what you 're doing, you get it straightened out right now. you set up a drainage system where it doesn 't come onto my property, and if not, you may have to file a lawsuit. Uh, you, you, you okay. sort of don 't have a chance uh you don 't have a choice uh, you 've just got to go after her and aggressively and I know you uh previously had said that she used your property she stored sword stuff uh the bobcat going across but that 's all done correct that 's not happening anymore yes. okay so uh, no, so bad. that so that doesn 't do any legally uh, it 's it's done it 's moot, but the issue of the water. Coming from the swimming pool onto your property uh, and specifically causing damage, yeah. Get, uh, get a lawyer, get aggressive about it, and tell her she's looking at a big lawsuit. Uh because it is gonna get on okay. the way it is gonna get on the way of the sale. So yeah, yeah so sure. yeah, no one question about it. Uh neighbors, you have to do some horrible things to them. Sometimes physical horrible things. Sometimes you have to beat them to a pulp, and I can't say that, so I didn't mean that. Uh, Because uh, if you call the state bar and you say, Handel told me to beat someone up, not good. Not good. So, um, yeah, don't. Uh, Louise. Hi, Louise.
3: Hello, Bill. One sec. Six weeks ago,
5: my daughter bought a brand-new car, Ford Explorer. Three weeks later it was stolen from her driveway. Today they were contacted by the insurance company that it was found in the city of Norwalk. They haven't picked it up yet. They are going to leave in about fifteen minutes to pick it up. Do they have to take possession of this car if it's if it's rent if it's dented or stripped or No, no, what no. Is is, they- or
0: not? Well, first of all, who's picking it up? The insurance company?
5: My daughter and son-in-law are headed to... Okay, so your daughter because, Okay, your
0: daughter and okay. your son-in-law are going to pick it up.
5: That's correct. Okay, so got it. The insurance All right, right. Okay.
0: And your question is, do they have to pick it up if it's dented or somehow damaged? That's correct. Of course they do. Who else is going to pick it up?
5: Well, I mean, are they... Do they have to... I mean...
0: I guess they would have to, but if it's stripped, or, I mean, are they liable it's, for all it's Well, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, number one, they're not liable. You have to go after the people that did the damage. But if someone stripped the car, it's going to be kind of hard to find those people. And if they do find those people, are you really going to sue those people? Because I'm sure <laughs> they have such great assets uh, to give you after s- stealing and stripping a car. This is why God invented insurance. And what you do is you go after your insurance company. You make a claim. Uh, for all the damages uh, that, uh, that it's about. And then you have your deductible, whatever it is. Uh, but that's how you're going to fix the car. Yes, she picks it up because you have storage that goes in day after day after day. And the insurance company is going to make is going to ask you, uh, you better have picked up that car as soon as possible. And then it goes into the shop. And uh, then you deal with your insurance company and you have the shop, talk to the insurance company, and then you're out of it until you get a call. Saying, okay, so there's no,
5: go ahead. So they wouldn't even be
3: able, they can say, they wouldn't be able to say, you know what, we don't want
0: this car. No, 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 it's their car. Who do they return it to? Who who would they return it to? Uh, Yeah, got it. Yeah, the insurance company doesn't want the car. uh, And uh, certainly the dealership doesn't want the car. I mean, it's just one of those horrible things where uh, you have, uh, uh, where it just happens to you. I mean, that's, and, and thank goodness you have insurance. That's for sure. Uh, hello, Caesar.
1: You're up. Welcome to
0: Handle on the Law.
1: All right. So I just uh, returned my uh, my home. I was leasing a home for two years. Uh, landlord uh, got a $3,000 deposit when I moved in. Uh, they're keeping about $2,000 of it. They're saying that I've made holes in the wall, which I did, but they were nail holes and screw holes. Uh, they're charging me for a quarter size holes in the wall. I don't. I didn't know this until just now because they sent me an email. Uh, they returned the deposit with just like a handwritten note of what they spend. They said they spent sixteen hundred dollars to repair right. and paint. And now I asked them for an itemization. They they gave me the itemization. They broke down every room, but it, it it was just an email that they sent. It wasn't anything like a professional or a contract or anything all, like that. That's all
0: they have to do. They have to so give that's you all they have to do. Yeah, they they gave you an accounting. And it doesn't say it has to be an audited accounting, doesn't have to it doesn't say that it has to be on a spreadsheet. Uh it's here's how much money we spent. Uh here's what we're returning. Uh you could theoretically say, "Okay, I want to see the receipts because I don't believe you." And uh, then they're going to go ahead, either provide the receipts or not, and then you turn around, you sue them for whatever uh, difference you think it is because maybe they overcharge you. And by the way, uh, a quarter-size hole and a screw hole doesn't really matter because the hole still has to be patched and the wall has to be repainted. Got it. So there's, Got it. Okay. The, yeah, there's, but you know, it seems pretty expensive uh, on two thousand dollars. I mean, are they painting the entire apartment or the entire house?
2: Um, no,
1: it was just some rooms. All right, well, figure. I think it was just three rooms in the living room. Okay, if it's
0: only one room and they're charging you two grand, uh, that seems to be a lot of money, and you can question it. Uh, that you can question and say, uh, don't cash the check yet, and say, hey, hang on a minute. This is expensive. This you overcharged. I'm not. No, I'm going to sue you for the $3,000. And then you're going to have to start to defend. So let's start talking. So I would negotiate with That's him. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is Handle on the Law.